When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The new Cheesy Angus at Maccas. Now that puts the win in winter. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Ah, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Maccas Run on this Tuesday evening. I hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be. However you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in, it's wonderful to be chatting with you this evening. The Macca's Run is all about getting you up to speed on the major stories, the biggest discussion points that have been happening all throughout the day on SEN. Of course, you to have your say on that news of the day. You can do that on the Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. For all things sport, Call 1-300-736-736 and speak to me. It's your move, your Harcourts. You can text in at any stage on the Temper text line. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever, is here. You can do that on 0433-98-1116. And the Macca's run, of course, is for Macca's. The new spicy, sticky barbecue. Angus is back at Macca's. Uh, 74th minute mark of the Women's World Cup semi-finals. Still locked at nil all. Spain and Sweden, if there's any addition to the score, I will let you know. Of course, Matilda's in action against the old enemy tomorrow night, 8 p.m. You won't miss a moment of that action live here on SEN, your home of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, Jordan Canellis, of course, just doing an absolutely superb job uh, each and every night that uh, the Matildas are in action and each and every other night as well. So one 736 736 The major stories of the day have all been about retirements, and re-signing. So let's start with the retirements. One of the greatest of his generation. 346 games, three premierships, three All-Australians, three Coleman medals, two club best and fairest. There's not much he didn't achieve uh, in his career. Another one in a long line of full forwards from Tasmania that have worn the the yellow and black. Jack Rewalt announcing today that this weekend's game... Uh, would be his last, that he would be retiring at the end of this year. So what a chance it's going to be to farewell he and Trent Cotchin at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. This was Jack today and his presser um, about making the announcement or making the announcement. This will be uh, my last week at the Richmond Footy Club. Um, as Brendan mentioned, Saturday's game at North Melbourne will be my, my final game for the, the Mighty Tigers, 300 47th game of this great football club. Um, there's so many people in this room, um, but so many people outside it that have had an impact on my life. Um, not just my career, but my life. Um, and I'm forever grateful and thankful for, for people that have invested in me, um, right down to the first time I ever went to school and I ever got my first football put in my hands um, to right now at this moment where... The club has shown so much care and support over the last three days to, to help put this all together. Um, and uh, I really am forever grateful for, for everything I've learned at this football club. And it's taught me for my, my life after Richmond. Jack Rewalt. So this weekend's game will be his 347th and last for the Richmond Footy Club. And he spoke about the difficulty in making that decision. 
sort of knew that it was there. So it's just having having the conversation with with, with Blair Hartley and and, and Minnie. Um, probably found it more difficult telling friends and family. I, I rang Dimmer last night to let him know, um, and um, probably letting people know that that have had an impact in your life more so than your career. That um, your journey at, at at this organisation at Richmond is coming to an end because um, I suppose they sort of live your, your career through you a little bit. Um, so there is a, that, that element of, of hardness about that. There's also the element of celebration. I'm glad the Chief said that this is a, this is a week of celebration, um, celebrating our journeys at this football club, um, celebrating what, what, what we've achieved, um, Celebration, celebrating the generations of Richmond supporters we've connected together through those three fantastic premierships that we're, we were a part of. Um, look, it's probably been bubbling away for, for most of the year. Um, myself and Trent had a conversation at the start of the year about really enjoying every moment this year, every sort of last, I suppose. Um, but I mean, there there is a time where I mean, you, you never really wanted to admit it that maybe it, it is over. Um, there's always, a, I suppose, an element of, of the what-ifs, but for me, um, I've really enjoyed those, those last moments, whether they be the, 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 the last time we played Marvel. Well, actually, not really. I can burn that joint down, but... Um, no, in all seriousness. But, it, like, last, last trips away, um, the last time you go out for dinner on a trip away together, um, made a really conscious effort to even run out with Trent and, and Duz, who have been here um, for the majority of my career and have those memories together as well. So um, I don't think it all won't sink in for, for a little bit here. Saturday will be an amazing occasion, not only for myself and Trent, but for, for people that have been involved in our lives, whether they've been um, directly involved or indirectly through supporting the Tigers. Jack Rewald, and a man who's given so many memories on and off the field, as great a player as Jack was, as a, as a, as a person, as an entertainer, uh, as an ambassador for the game, he was just as good and, and just as important as well. All throughout the day, you've heard people speaking about the encounters they've had with Jack. I'm lucky enough to have worked with him on one or two occasions, and you don't meet many better blokes uh, in footy. He's, he's exactly the way that he presents himself on camera, off camera, um, and he's just someone who you enjoy their company uh, anytime you get the pleasure of it in the couple of times that I was able to. And all throughout the day, it's been beautiful hearing people speak about their encounters with Jack. So a man that's given many memories on and off the field, spoke about what his favourite memories were of his career. Um, oh, there's a few. Look, obviously the flags are, are, are really, um, really great to, to look back on. Uh, and there's so many photos that are plastered around the walls here that constantly remind you about that. Um, outside, of, outside of that, I think, Probably my favourite, my favourite memory, um, Chris Newman's 250th game, um, and we'd won, we'd lost, a, we'd lost a lot of games at the start of the season. We managed to win 10 in a row to scrape into finals. Um, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that little bit of patch that that Ted Richards slipped on when he was chasing Does and Does kick the sealer. Um, and to win for someone like Newey um, was really important for, for us and important for me. Um, so probably outside of finals, that's my, my favourite memory. 
Through the good times, the bad times, and a catalyst for the great times, he leaves as a great of this generation of the game and, and a great of that football club. And congratulations to Jack Rewalt. An extraordinary career, and you know that his involvement will be long-standing and, and will go on for a long time in footy. Um, made for media, he will be, and I think will be entertaining um, viewers and listeners for a long time to come. So hopefully there is a massive turnout. You know the Tiger Army will turn out to farewell uh, the other great of this generation. Well, probably two of the three uh, of this successful um, and watershed era of the Richmond Footy Club, uh, Dusty being the third. But Trent Cochin and Jack Rewald a chance to say goodbye uh, on Saturday at the MCG. So I hope that it is a huge turnout there, and I'm sure that it will be. The other big story today is Ken Hinckley, the contract extension. Uh, we knew it was coming. Uh, it was officially confirmed today. This was Ken himself. If that wants to play for me. Come on, mate. There we go. Incredibly proud to, to have the opportunity to continue on. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a massive uh, tick. For, for me and for our football club and for the way we go about things and the way we've gone about things for a, you know, a long period of time. Um, couldn't be more grateful for David, Richo, Chris, the board, uh, everyone at this footy club. It's, I'm, I'm the senior coach, but this, this really is a football club that works with everyone's support and help. And, you know, I don't get to this position today without all those people in the background helping me. Ken Hinckley uh, was a bit under the weather today, so we only got a little grab of Ken, but David Kosh was good enough to have a chat to Jared and Kane on Sports Day a little earlier this evening and just spoke about the Ken Hinckley re-signing. Um, I do, but I just, I just point out, I just point out the facts and sort of during during a game, I'm a da- I'm a data person. Mm. You know that takes, I get very emotional during games and I end up going on my, my AFL app and checking contested possessions and clearances and tackles. And that's how I de-stress because I just look at facts, mm. and and the facts of the matter are um, that on a win-loss basis, Ken is the most successful head coach that Port Adelaide's had in the AFL era. Um, he broke the club record thirteen straight games in a row. The previous record was eight or nine. So. Um, and, and we finished in that top four. The facts are that that Ken Hinckley deserves um, uh, to continue as the Port Adelaide coach. And, you know, at the start of the year, after the disappointment of last season, we were all shattered. And it's never any one person's fault that we, we did poorly and didn't live up to expectations last year. We all own that. And we all took on board the fact that we had to prove that we're a finals team and a top four team. And, um, and there was agreement between us all that we wouldn't make a decision on Ken until, until August. It was going to be a clear run. Uh, we were going to take all the politics out of it. And, and we stuck to that strategy. And... We gave the group, the playing group, the best chance of success. And every board should do that constantly. That's our job. It's not to be a hindrance, not to be a distraction, but to be a support for success going forward. And that's what we try and do. So Ken Hinckley, who started as coach in 2013, another two years after this, and who knows what this year might bring. And there is no succession plan. He went on to speak about that, sen.com.au, to hear the full chat. But Josh Carr sticking around as well. And Ken Hinckley saying today that he does hope that uh, Josh Carr is a senior coach one day. And he hopes that that will be at the Port Adelaide Footy Club, but not 
a succession plan. That's uh, not what has been agreed to there. Uh, one of our favourites uh, who calls up Andy and Gazy on a Friday to ask them a fantastic question each and every week, and he's just so good uh, at doing that that he's decided he wants to always throw one my way, and I'm very grateful when he does. Uh, we all love it when Andy from Traugan calls in. He's done so again this evening. Hello, Andy. Hey, Sam. How are you tonight, mate? Very well, thank you. What have you got for me? Okay, tonight I've got you a question, and the question is, Name me the three best Australian greatest wins in any sport by any sports person since 2000. Oh, since 2000. Oh, that's a really tough one. All right. So I, I can't not put the Matildas in because just the way in which it happened, a, a home World Cup, 20 penalty shots taken, saves made by Mackenzie Arman. It, it just had everything. So that has to go in there, I think. No Australian team's been this far um, in a World Cup, and we can't wait for tomorrow night. So I'll put that in. I might even have to put in John Aloisi and Mark Schwartz are getting us through in 2006 um, to the World Cup, which we hadn't done in donkey's years. Um, I'll put Adam Scott um, winning the, the first Australian to win a Masters. And, oh, what else? And, and, and I'll go Kathy Freeman uh, at the 2000 Olympics. I know you said three, but I, I, I'll go with four. What have you got for me, Andy? Okay, I've got a three and a, an official mention. Go okay, for my it. First one is, okay, my first one is Asparty winning the Os Ocean last year in Melbourne. Oh, I missed that. Melbourne. Yep, good one. <laughs> um, number two, Stephen Buckley winning the first ever gold medal at the Winter Olympics in 2002. Number three, Cole Evans winning the... Tour of France in 2011. Yeah, that's and a ripper. Mention, an official mention to Andrew Bogut becomes the first Australian rapper one pick in the NBA draft. Andy, those are fantastic nominations. Um, always love it when you call in, mate. It's a brilliant question. I'm sure we'll get people texting in uh, off the back of the Matildas getting into the World Cup semis and the way in which they did it last week. What are the great Australian wins since 2000? Um, Andy, you're a star. We'll speak to you next week. No, it's talking next week, Sam. See you, mate. Uh, Andy from Terrell. It's a great question. If you wanted to throw up your nominations, your best three Australian sporting wins since 2000, one 736 If you wanted to chat about David Kosh re-signing, uh, not David, David Kosh re-signing Ken Hinckley. Uh, Ken Hinckley, uh, another two years at Port Adelaide. If you wanted to chat about... Um, what Jack Rewald has been, you don't have to be uh, a Richmond fan to know that he has been one of the greatest forwards of, of his generation um, and, and part of a new era of forward. They came a couple of years after Buddy, but the ability to, as Buddy was, not just kick goals, but set them up to put forward pressure on, not just marks and goals. It was so much more than that, that he and Tom Hawkins and Josh Kennedy uh, as well. So... If you want to have a chat about Jack Rewalt, you can do that. one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. You'll move your Harcourts. You can text in on the 40 Winks temper text. No mattress, a mattress like no other. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. 0433-981116. couple of other little bits and pieces to get you up to speed on. Still nil all uh, in the first of the FIFA World Cup women's semifinals. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sweden 1-0. It's Spain 1-0, is it? No, it's not. That's Sweden, isn't it? Tomo. That's Sweden. Tomo's trying to give me the bum steer. Sweden 1-0. Late in the first semi. 
we'll get all that confirmed and update you properly on the other side of the break. It's one all. I don't know. Why haven't they got the score up in front of me? So it's one all. There it is, one all. That's all happened in the blink of an eye. I take my eyes off it for one moment. It's one all. So Spain won. Sweden won. 88 and a half minutes. Gone. We'll be back after this on the Macca's run. The new spicy, sticky barbecue, Angus at Macca's. We got there in the end. The new cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's run. The Macca's run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. How did you find it playing when... Really, the vast majority of the crowd for a time were distracted with something else. And, and when did you find out the, the result? I'm telling you now, so Charlie and I are in the goal square and um, we heard like a big big sort of cheer and then a bit of a murmur and we're like, oh, they, they must have scored. You know, <laughs> we started talking about the Matildas and like, what's going on? And then we heard another cheer and I was like, they must be in penalties or something. I can't work out what's happening. And then it got to quarter time and, and thankfully during quarter time is when all the big cheers came because that's, I think, when they might have sealed the match. But yeah, it was it was an awkward sort of one because our game there was no scoring going on. Yeah, you know, there was all these stoppages, so you could just sort of hear a bit what was going on in the crowd, and then yeah, you could hear them celebrating and then groaning when obviously France scored. So um, it was a weird experience. Stevie May uh, with Sammy Edmonds and JJ on uh, on SEN Breakfast. Sammy Edmonds and JJ on SEN Breakfast this morning. Uh, lads are back tomorrow to continue their very fine work uh, filling in for Gary and Tim. Talking about what it was like playing whilst the Matildas uh, were creating the history that they were. By the way, three goals in the last nine minutes of this first semi-final has Spain 2-1 up. There was seven minutes of extra time added. They're five minutes in to that extra time. Um, Ball in dispute in the middle. I think it's going to be a a Spain free kick. But um, an absolute rocket from outside the box to make it 2-1 by Olga uh, Carmona. Um, it has to be seen. It was a stunning strike. Uh, so 2-1 uh, with only about a minute and a half left uh, of the extra time allocated in that first semi-final. Uh, a couple of texts coming through off the 40 Wings temper text. Uh, some really lovely well wishes. So thank you uh, to those who text in. Number 949, my good mate Muzza, uh, recovering well from a, a shoulder surgery. Cadell Evans, daylight second after Andy from Taralgon called in asking for Australia's best wins uh, in sport since 2000. Um, and this is from David Mernder. Uh, hi, Sammy. Always love your show. And Andy from Taralgon calling in. Please also mention Scope Round with SEN. My deafness is getting worse, but still love SEN. So SEN are partnering with Scope, a leading disability service, um, uh, to implement a whole range of different things to raise awareness about all, act- all abilities, participation, and opportunities within sports with the upcoming Disability Inclusion Round, which is round 23. Uh, Scope are a leading disability service provider. Um, Aslan coverage, um, Aslan reps will be in the SEN commentary box. There'll be sensory sensitive calls, closed captioning, um, a whole range of other things. You can read all about it, sen.com.au, a fantastic uh, initiative. If you haven't heard Gerard Waitley giving all politicians one of the all-time great sprays, sen.com.au to hear his opener. And we just need to echo those thoughts to tell all politicians who for some reason think that this whole World Cup has become about whether or not to have a public holiday, please shut up. Please shut up. Because just stop to think about this for a moment. Have you ever stopped to think what it might mean to add extra pressure to a team that's already feeling 
the most of it they ever have, trying to represent us and go as far as we can go at a home World Cup and everything that comes with that, along with all the love and support and the joy that they're getting and bringing. But if you know anything about sport, you know you don't pile on any more pressure that you need than you need to. You don't create a narrative that says that if they win, we get a day off. So that and all the economic ramifications that come from that as well. So you don't put all that pressure on them that it's up to them whether Australia gets a day off or not. It's got nothing to do with the actual event itself. We should just, we all be reveling in. So it just shows you know nothing about sport if that's where you've taken this as a politician. And it's even worse if you're the journalists or morning show people asking them the question. Don't ask them the question. It's got nothing to do with this World Cup. You're just as bad, if not worse, if you're asking the people who know nothing about sport the question about the public holiday. Be better. And let's just enjoy this for what it is. One of the greatest occasions in Australian sport. Uh, Off the Tee is up next on SEN.